All right. In this episode, Mike and I had a bunch of technical difficulties involving bandwidth and connection issues. And toward the back half of the uh, episode, um, a lot of lag time and talking over each other because of um, a delay that was involved. So I tried to cut out as much as possible. And when those edits were made, I put in a nice little uh, hockey horn. Uh, I think Mike would appreciate that. Um, so when you hear the horn, that's just an edit because there was no way for me to uh, properly disguise the edits in here because it was so bad. So there's a lot of hockey horns being blown. And uh, toward the end, at the very end, the last uh, 20 minutes or 30 minutes even, I didn't even bother with the, uh, the, the hockey horn because the edits were bad. So you'll just have to get through it. It's not a great uh, technical achievement in this episode, but uh, you know we did it anyway. And... Uh, it's the best we've got for now. Hopefully we won't have these problems next week. Welcome to the Pubcast with Michelle Riley, Mike Cross and Brendan O'Neill. Sit down and enjoy a pint. There's a county map to go with the wall, a hurl, a stick and a shinty bowl to break the brack, the crack and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. All right, we're back, Mike. Just you and me. No third wheel this time. No third wheel. Solo and solo. I think we can handle it. Hello, everybody. Hello. So we're both on spring break this week. Yes. Or at least the kids are. Yeah, we're not. I'm not. Uh, kids I got, are. I've got a couple days off. but So I've treated my kids, in particular Liam, to the best of all spring break gifts. Which is? A mouthful of metal. Nice. They're a... Uh, this is well overdue, and uh, we're we're almost like uh, going to be taken in by the uh, you know, child, child services yeah. for not getting these kids braces yet. They have what I would call, I tend to call, the British Isle smile. Yeah, yeah. We've got a, a long history of orthodontia on both of our sides, and uh, these kids got hit with both sides. Yeah. So. Double down. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, well, you can go to college or you can... Get braces, so braces, braces. So we're come. We're on the tail end of our first victim. I know, uh, and, and th- that's the kicker because Liam is older than Maddie, and he has yes. yet to get him. Well, let's see. Is Liam? Liam's in seventh grade, though, right? Yep. So you're at the right point. So I will give you an example. I had to pick Maddie up and take her to the orthodontist uh, in the last few days, <gasps> and um. She was the seventh kid that was signed out that day to go to the orthodontist, and <laughs> two of them are from her class. One of them was getting braces that day, and we got a call from another friend of ours who is was inquiring about our orthodontist. Wow! So, uh, and another seventh grader. So, I, I don't necessarily think, you know, and and this has gotten crazy. I've seen like third graders, second graders, oh, I know. braces, and I think that's out of control. Their mouths aren't done growing. Their heads aren't done growing. Well, and that's. That's why I waited because I have the the story of getting braces and getting everything fixed and then getting them off and then growing three more inches and yeah. you know it's like come on guys everything moved around all those three years of metal it, it's it's for nothing because it's all destroyed now yeah it was it's a waste so I think pulling the trigger on that early yeah. now there are some systems now that are uh, 
double set, right? So yeah. you get a set when you're in like third grade, second grade, you get them off, and then you get another set when you're in like sixth or seventh grade. I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea, yeah. but I think it's also a cash grab, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and Maddie's teeth were never that bad. I mean, she needed some help, but it wasn't like they were out of control. Oh, yeah. Um, so we just waited until sixth grade, and I thought that was a good time. Yeah. So we went in, and I, I knew – we kind of knew all this stuff going in, so no big surprises. But um, we went in, and the the idea was that all three of us were going to get braces. Wow! Declan, Liam, and me. Adult braces. The- I'm like, oh, I, I'm I'm so looking forward to this. Fantastic! I did this bullshit once. It's not. Yeah. But I knew it's it's overdue. Um, so we go in, do the thing. Uh, get the consultation and Declan needs a, uh, he can't get full braces cause he doesn't have all his adult teeth in yet or he doesn't have enough of them in yet. Okay. Like when they show his, uh, when they show his x-ray, there's just an army of adult teeth behind his, his hey. existing teeth just waiting yeah. to come in. Yeah. They're like ready to drop. Yeah. So the kicker is he has no room. So they have to widen things up a little bit. So they're going to start yanking. Yeah. Well, somewhat they're going to, He's going to get something installed tomorrow that I don't know if it's a spacer or something un, like in the, the bottom jaw part that's going to open things up a little bit. It's like the pre-braces, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not a big deal. Liam is getting the full set, top and bottom. Full Monty. The whole deal. He's got a lot of work ahead of him. You know, I'm like, oh, you're welcome. That's all me. Yeah. Good, all good luck with me. all that. Yeah. Now, so, now, what did the doc say about you? Like, okay, you're the biggest seventh grader we've ever seen. First yeah, he says, all. they're basically like, you're an idiot. But So I had everything done in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. But probably didn't have everything done. Had most of what needed to be, needed to be done. But then I grew afterwards. So that it sort of it things not, yeah. changed. Also, as I described to the doctor, sports. Sports rearranged four or five teeth as well. You're back. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, so, so sports. So I had I had this tooth knocked, basically knocked out, but didn't come out. It was sort of got yeah. knocked back, dangling. Put it back in the, into its position, and that was from a head. I was setting a pick and got a head. That was good. Um, these four in the bottom, various elbows and shoulders and whatever. Sounds about right. Not to mention, I didn't get my wisdom teeth out until last year. So my bite is fucked. Oh, and, you look uh, Ir- you look Irish. <laughs> exactly, British Isle smile, as I call it. Take taking away from the authenticity of the O'Neill. I know, Pikers. Yes. Uh, so anyway, he's like, "Yeah, you you, you got to have the same, basically the same braces that Liam has. You need all the same, similar type of work, um, sort of underbite stuff, crossbite, whatever the hell they call it. But also, since you've stopped growing a long time ago, um, it's not going to be as easy. So no. you got to have braces for." Six to nine months or whatever, so we can sort of get things started, start moving in the right direction. And then you need surgery. Then there's oral oh. surgery involved. And then after the surgery, six months worth of braces as well. So it's about 18 months of work, but in the middle is what I am considering horribly scary oral surgery in the middle. And that consists of <clears throat> basically cutting my upper palate in half and widening it. Oh my! Because that's what's the bite issue is the the bottom is too wide for the top, or the top's not wide enough for the bottom, and everything's fucked oh. up. Oh, so sawing, <laughs> sawing oh. your upper palate in half, widening it a bit, or rearranging it a bit, 
and, and the braces will help everything stay together while this is healing. And everything. Yeah, while it heals, right. I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't make me want to do any of this. No. Like, I would go with would, Invisalign, what? straighten your teeth out, deal with the bite issue. Fucking hell. That's so, yeah, so he said crazy. that. And then, you know, in movies when, like, like in um, Saving Private Ryan or some uh, movie where an explosion goes off or a cannon shoots off someone's ear, like next, next to someone's ear. Yeah. And all they hear is the ringing. As soon as he said surgery, I, I just heard ringing. I didn't hear anything, yeah, anything he said. I'm like, uh, yeah, I think I got to think about this. I got to rethink this. Yeah. yeah. Like how, how badly do I care about this now? I mean, <laughs> at your advanced age, I would, I would just roll with what you got. Well, Try the in- I know, I know. I mean, can you do Invisalign? Can you do something that'll just straighten the No, out? I mean, I could, but that's rearranging the the chairs on the deck of the Titanic. I mean, it's not... Yeah. Of all the things I'm concerned about, the uh, cosmetic is, like, fifth in line. Like, I'm, I got... I, I want to get things right, but... Okay. I don't know. So... So you got some you got some big dis- decisions ahead. Fortunately, uh, mm. I stopped growing when I was about 13, so... Yeah. Got my braces off at 12, never really grew much after that, so, you know, five, eight and a half I stand, but my teeth are pretty good. Yeah, well, that, and that's... Thankfully. He, uh, the dentist gave uh, Liam uh, the options, like, we can do some things now and, uh, you know, change, you know, fix it, you know, move things around, and you may need some work later on, too, but we can do it now, or you can just not do anything and just wait until you're your jaw starts stops growing at age 22 or 25 and then do the whole thing. Then it'll be quicker and, uh, you know, more permanent. We'll, we'll know what we're dealing with. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's no shifting, but he may end up in my situation at, at, you know, doing that whole surgery thing at age 22, 25. Um, but it would be simpler. Yeah. And Liam's like, fuck that. Let's (laughs) let's, Let's let's start now. Let's just roll with this now. And let's, see what we yeah, let's with. let's play let's play our cards. See what happens. So, good times. I'm oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just happy I've got one almost done. No oh, man, and then well, one more to go. Yeah, so like the effort is one thing, and then the cost is another. I'm like, man, you know, it's not that bad. But to have three of us doing this thing, it'll be a mess in your house. <laughs> it'll be a bloodbath. We'll be able to get all sorts of uh, new radio stations, and, and yeah, all... you'll be picking up TV from Europe. <laughs> It'll be good. You get those Argentinian television shows. Oh my god! Oh, the shit well, show. Exciting times ahead in the O'Neill house. Oh yeah! Happy spring break. Yeah. Eat some enjoyable. Metal. Yeah. Enjoyable. I would have taken them. I would have just rolled with taking them downtown. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, so now we're taking them downtown. The day he gets his braces, so there's no like awesome dinner that night. Like there's no Not like for him. no steak. Sorry. There is for you. Oh yeah. Just you know, tell him, tell him his uh, his steak went to to the cause, cash <laughs> cause. Yeah, your uh, that forty dollar steak that you might have had is now invested into your teeth. So yeah, good luck. Start dumping money in. <laughs> Never a dull moment. So what did you want to bring up? I was just, uh, you know, I was kind of chewing on this whole Paul Ryan thing today. So Paul Ryan came out with a statement. And not that the state the statement was great. It was more about he's been always been an Ayn Rand kind of oh yeah 
you know, one of those folks. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, the makers and the takers, that whole thing. Well, he came out today and said that he was wrong about it. Uh, oh, did he really? You know, yeah, and we can't just look at people as, as makers and takers because it's not fair to a large subset of people who are uh, in difficult situations who can't handle it. So um, I thought it was a, a nice comment. And, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily agree with Paul Ryan on a lot, no. but um, uh, he seems like... So he seems like a pretty normal kind of guy. And what I'm wondering is... is uh, you know, based on the the way the Republican Party is looking right now, which is me after a long weekend of drinking with the guys. Yeah. It's uh, what happens to Paul Ryan? Does he get thrown to the wolves now that he made a comment about, you know, not all people on welfare are bad people um, because the whole Tea Party set wants all those people crucified. Yeah, of course. As soon as possible. Uh, so what does this what does this mean for Paul Ryan? Right. I mean. He's in a pretty high position of power now. Um, well, what's he trying to do? Is he really going to try and jump into this race at, at this late stage? All right, you're you're back. So is he going to try and jump into this race at this, this late point in the game? I don't think that he's doing it to jump in the race necessarily, but if this does go to a brokered convention, is this his way of you know, pandering a little bit to the left, right? Making himself a palatable candidate uh, for the Republican base, but it's still going to piss off all the Tea Partiers, right? So I just don't, you know, I, I thought the Tea Party thing was a, a joke a few years ago, but it's turned into quite the movement that seems to be splintering this party into two. Yeah. Or more. Um, or is he is he just simply setting himself up as a viable V? P candidate so compassionate conservatives yeah like he he will now be seen maybe as more moderate it's an interesting play at an interesting time for paul ryan i'm just wondering where he's going with this I know. so uh definitely uh there's there's no dull moments in the republican party right now no every, every day is a new adventure i mean between scalia and the uh you know their unwillingness to even hear about nominees that's so that makes me so insane i mean and it's not not party based but anybody who just refuses to work yeah come on man do your job yeah you're getting paid do it i mean uh uh uh, so they say no to this uh candidate what the fuck his name is um the supreme court guy uh is it merrick judge merrick um so they're gonna just sit on their hands because they don't they want the opportunity to hopefully have a Republican president who's going to nominate someone they, they more align with. Right. Yeah. But what if Hillary wins and she nominates someone that they hate more? Well, they're, this they're, is, they're shooting themselves in the foot potentially. Well, this is the case of <clears throat> this guy, you... this, this guy Merrick is, is by all accounts, relatively moderate. And Very. Yeah, extremely. I mean, he's, he's sort of a, a, a positive for both sides. They're just going to just be assholes about it and, and not even uh, vote. Well, the devil you know is sometimes Fuckers. better than the devil you don't know, I right? I hate stuff like this. This is why and, I hate politics. Oh, I do too. It drives me nuts. I mean, these people are just gridlock city. They don't give a shit about any of us. They just, no. you know, it's all about uh, power moves. And the beautiful thing about the power move here is is that it was a great chess play by, uh, by Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. 
you know, he took a guy that um, multiple Republican senators and congressmen have said is someone that would be a stand-up guy and a, and a very good force on the United States Supreme Court and yeah. nominated him. And thereby forcing their hand to say, oh, well, I said that, but I was either lying <laughs> or, you know, I'm just being an asshole, right? right. So uh, the reality is, is he's starting to just be an asshole. Now, uh, there are some people who are getting to the point where they're feeling some pressure on this. Uh, Pat Toomey is a Republican out of Pennsylvania, um, has now agreed to meet with Merrick Garland and talk to him, but he still is saying, you know, I've, I have an opposition to his nomination, but I'm going to meet with him. So I think it will eventually, I think someone's going to talk sense into these people and say, if you don't do this, <sighs> you're, you know, you could really get fucked next January, February. Right. Yeah. But ha have we seen Congress do anything sensible in the last five, eight, 12 years? I mean, I don't know. Not really. I mean, everybody hates them. Yeah. Um, Nickelback has a higher approval rating than the United <laughs> States Congress. It's like 39% to 32%. I mean, that, that tells oh, a huge story right God there. Damn it. Stuff like that makes me crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we don't even need to get into the Trump stuff because that all to me is just a, no, it's just a giant show. Right. I mean, all these, uh, liberals are worried that he's going to be really, very conservative. All the conservatives are worried he's going to be very liberal. He's not going to be either. He's going to be straight down the middle, and he's going to be just an empty suit making idle threats at people around the world. So it'll be stupid to elect. Him. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not worried about him from any sort of like uh, party line. I'm just not at all. Yeah. A fucking asshole, and he's going to make people or has made people hate us more than they already did. Right, right, and that's what's that's what's vexing about him. Uh, it's maybe at a different time in our history, it would have worked. Yeah. Maybe sometime in the future, a guy like him could work, but in the, too much, too much volatility in the, the argument market. that it's the argument that it's refreshing and that he's, he's an outsider and that he's, uh, it's off the cuff and he's, he's speaking from the, his heart and he's not, fuck you. It's the same argument that. All right, you're back. Okay. So the argument that uh, the Tea Party folks are making about Barack Obama or the argument that they have made is that he was this outsider, he was this community organizer, yeah. he had no experience, so therefore he wasn't qualified. Now they turn around and they've got their guy, and it's the exact same thing. Uh, but they can stand on the back of, well, he's made billions of dollars. Well, you know, give me millions of dollars and I can make billions of dollars. He's too. also lost billions of dollars and had yeah. so many projects go down and, and – in flames. Yes. And I love the idea that a multi-billion dollar, um, high finance, uh, you know, uh, guy who rolls in the circles he rolls in, um, big time builder and, um, influencer over the past 20 years or more. Um, the idea that that guy's an outsider, get the fuck out of here. Like they don't think this no, this yeah. guy's got inside deals with everybody in, on the hill. Oh my right? god, who who's more connected to politics? The politician that's doing whatever he's doing, or, or the people the, buying them? The people buying them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. They're very well connected. So, should be an interesting uh, interesting play over the next couple of months. Yeah. And he keeps winning. So, well, that's uh, the, that's the bad part. Is it's. 
that people are falling for this bullshit. So here's the thing. People complain about complain about Obama. They complained about Bush. They complain about Donald Trump, in, out, bad, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the reality is, is that in so many ways, the president does not have an effect on how our government runs. And it's, yeah. you know, it's an old history lesson of the systems of checks and balances that are yeah. in place. So this, this grand illusion that, you know, uh, Barack Obama acts like a king or right. George Bush ran wild and, you know, used executive orders to get everything done. You know, you have to have backing from the hill, right? Right. If you're the president, uh, you know, even if it's mild backing or backroom backing, backroom politics, it's still there. So this notion that the president is a king of some sort who can just will it run around willy nilly and do whatever they want is is vastly untrue that presidents have this much power. Yeah, well I mean it's they have uh power here and there, but it's it's not consistent. It's not um wide sweeping and it's I always liken it to sports. Like all the work you do, all all the uh the reason a team is good is not based on what they do in the game. It's because of what they did in practice. All your effort is done in practice behind the scenes. It's all, it's all of the preparation and the film study and the repetition and the coaching. That's all practice stuff. Sure. The game is just showing it off. Same with politics. I mean, it's not the stuff we see on TV. That's all rehearsed yeah, and all, bullshit. Yeah. It's what the behind the scenes. It's picking the right people and talking to the right people and making the right – you know, shaking the right hands and kissing the right asses. That's right. Behind, you know, and uh, that's where you know Trump or whoever may or may not uh, succeed because of that stuff. I don't know. Well, what's interesting is is that the people are still speaking and speaking volumes. Really, I mean, <coughs> fifty-eight uh, delegates out of Arizona for Trump. Um, wow. His numbers were, you know, it's a clean sweep, right? And he. His percentages didn't really go down from last week's uh, uh, primaries yeah. when uh, Ted Cruz was, or um, Marco Rubio is still in there. And everyone was thinking, well, those votes that went to Rubio are now going to go to Cruz. Well, it's not looking like they did. Right. Yeah. So. Man, I, I was hoping Rubio would, I don't know, pull something together, but no. I, I don't know. He's kind of an empty suit. I know. Um, Ted Cruz has that child molester vibe. He's never going to win. No. Um, the reality here is, is I think Trump, he will get the nomination and I think he can win the general election if it's Hillary. Um, and it will be a fucking shit show around here. It'll be from an outsider's perspective. I'm sure it'll be entertaining. I just hope they, you know, he gets good people around him who muzzle him properly. Because well, he likes to talk off the cuff, and that's not really a good idea when you're the leader of the free world. Because it looks likely that Trump will get the nomination and has a shot at uh, winning the general election. I, of course, this week have gotten a number of people emailing me and forwarding me the uh, the link to the story of the small little island off the coast of Ireland that yes. is it's begging Americans to come. You know, if Trump wins, come live here. You know, we'll make it easy for you guys. It's Inish Turk, I believe. Yeah, Inish Turk. It's like a population of like fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. They used to be in the seventies, but they've dropped down because of whatever reason. I don't know. But three kids in the grade school. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, well, 
If my kids were know. in college, I'd consider it, but I'm not going there now. No, not yeah. It'd be a little tricky. It's, I mean, too, I'm gonna it's have, too small of an island. I need to have some some kind of form of escape. Yeah, exactly. Get in your boat and truck your ass over to Kerry <laughs> or Mayo. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've I've always laughed when people, you know, people said it with Bush. If Bush yeah. gets elected, I'm moving out of the country. If Obama gets elected, I'm moving out of yeah. the country. You aren't fucking moving anywhere. Shut yeah. up. I know. I, that bothers me to no end when people say that. So, um, although it's awfully nice of the Irish folks to be offering uh, residency, yeah, uh, resident aliens uh, on a big Irish island, they might be uh, they might be uh, a little upset if people actually take them up on this when they find what kind of fucking morons we're I know on their grounds. <laughs> um. <laughs> See, I, so. I want to go, but I want I I, I will settle for. Nothing less than dual citizenship. I don't want any sort of sort of a, a visa situation. I want citizenship. Then maybe I'll consider it. There you go. Maybe we'll get a place there. Oh, we can that, do our podcast from there. That would be fantastic. Yes. All right. On to, let's get away from politics. Yes. I've had enough of those morons for a few days. Yeah. Did, What's next? Did you have one more thing you wanted to bring up? I, I thought there was one more. Well, I mean. Well, uh, we can jump into the game, too. That's fine. You know, just oh, no. real, uh, real briefly on Brussels, right? Oh, Brussels. You know, not to take it down, but... Um, you went from politics to Brussels? Well, I guess it's all political, right? So uh, we've gone Paul Ryan, Donald Trump, Brussels. Uh, it's it's a little disheartening the way I hear people talk when these things happen. Uh, and it's more about the the tone people carry. And, you know, last weekend... Uh, my daughter had a meet, and one of her teammates is Islamic. And yeah. my daughter has a uh, an Islamic teammate, and her parents were, you know, we were talking to them after Maddie's meet. She was in the next se- session, and uh, we were talking to them about how they have these open mosque days at their mosque in Naperville, oh. and it's really to invite. So she has; they have an open. Um mosque situation where people can come in and see what's what they can come in and they can see that uh you know they're dealing with everyday normal americans who are uh you know not interested in that part of uh, a subset of people over there who are causing most of the the turmoil right i mean it's uh totally it's like looking at a band of irish people and saying we're all drunks right um which (laughs) is pretty accurate oddly but uh, you know, it's it's just a little disheartening what I see. You know, social media has really lent itself to uh, showing well, off the, the racist in people. Yeah, I saw a a diagram recently. I think it was just this week, and it was showing um, sort of putting things in perspective, in proportion, and it would show like a big circle, and that was all of the um, Muslims in the world. And it was mm-hmm. you know, a circle the size of a beach ball. And then it showed a circle smaller than a ping pong ball, and that was um, ISIS. And then mm-hmm. it showed an, even a smaller ball, and that was, <clears throat> you know, like a marble-sized ball, uh, a little, you know, one of those little marbles. Um, and that was um, Al-Qaeda. And even mm-hmm. a smaller ball, and that was whatever. Right. Like It was just showing you that, it's such a small percentage of the population we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like 
What percentage of Americans are Green Berets? It's such a small amount. Right. It doesn't mean we're all Green Berets. Everybody relax. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just you know, it's a little, it's a little frustrating, and uh, you know, the the fact that more people were killed by toddlers getting access to guns <laughs> last year, yeah, than were killed <clears throat> by um, any kind of terrorists in the U.S. Oh yeah. Is, uh, it's just kind of a staggering thought that we're going to now. Uh, Ted Cruz called today for patrolling of Islamic areas, <clears throat> which is what's, like what's that what, do? well. I mean, it's starting to sound like internment camps for Japanese in the forties, right? Um, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's like Trump's idea of let's not let Muslims into the country. How how do you prove someone's a Muslim? Right. Show me. Right. You can't. It, it's stupid. And if you tell them that, uh, yeah, it's it's just it's kind of comical in a lot of ways. Yeah, my uh, my dog has had his tail at half mast all week. There you he, go. He's a uh, Belgium Malinois. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, he's been doing what he can for for his for people. his people yeah. his people drinking Belgian beer. That's right. There you go. Start drinking, uh, drinking those beers. Get it done. All right. All right. On to uh, away from politics and let's move on to our man, everyone's man, Hulk Hogan. Oh, the Hulkster, the thermos, as I'm calling it. <laughs> the thermos. That should be his new wrestling persona. That'd be fantastic. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so this week he, uh, or yeah, it was list last week. Um, he won $115 million in, from Gawker uh, in the, uh, the trial where they showed his video and it wasn't newsworthy and the sex tape and blah, 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 blah. Um, but, of course, there were some details that came out. And I, I did see the video, I think, at the time, or at least part of it. Um, and it wasn't... It was, it was barely even a sex tape. It was, it was just a black and it was like a surveillance video from a, yeah, uh, from a Walmart parking lot. Like it, it, it was nothing. Surveillance video from Polly. It's cutting out all your best lines. I know. I'm getting. I'm, I'm throwing all these doozies out there. So where are we? The Hulkster. <laughs> so, yeah, the can. So I saw it. the video. Um, I I or part of it when it came out. I don't know. Three years ago. Four years ago. Whatever it was. Because I listened to Howard Stern, um, I don't know, a couple times a week. And he used to have Hulk on, and he used to have yeah. Bubba the Love Sponge on. And he's a DJ from Tampa or whatever. And apparently he's Hulk Hogan's best friend, or was. And uh, one day, one time Hulk was talking about it, and then I think Bubba was talking about it. And then the tape came out shortly thereafter, or about that time. And okay. you can't see anything in the tape, or at least what I saw, you couldn't see anything. And it was, it was a, a nothing. It was a throwaway. Nobody would have noticed it, I don't think, um, had right. it not been publicized by Bubba or whoever. Right. But uh, sponge. yeah, Bubba the Love, the sponge. love sponge. That's a wonderful, terrible yeah. name. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> bad radio yeah. name. Bad so, radio name. The. Uh, out of the Gawker trial, the one thing that stood out to everyone 
and me especially, um, and you, I'm sure, um, was the description of Hulk in the uh, in the video. And let's let's read it here for a second. Hulkamaniac. Um, so he's having he's a, he's about to have Please. sex or is having sex with Bubba's wife, and uh, he said they say. We watch Hulk stand up and clumsily attempt to roll on a condom onto his erect penis, which, even if, even if it has been ravaged by steroids and middle age, I don't think steroids does anything down there, but um, uh, middle age, it still appears no, to be the no. size of a thermos you'll find in a child's lunchbox. <laughs> the visual of that just, <laughs> like the visual of that is... It's so specific and so insane. Moved. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, Gawker. it's definitely one of Gawker's it's finer the, the moments. Place for quality editorial. Yeah. Um, uh, so when asked yes. about uh, this in the uh, in the trial, I believe um, he was asked if he was actually discussing the length of your penis. Hogan said, "Well, it's not mine because mine is not the size we're discussing." Right. Seriously, Gawker lawyer Michael Sullivan right. asked. No, seriously, I do not have a 10-inch penis, said Hogan, whose real name is Terry Balea. <laughs> where do we start? I don't even know where to go at this thing. It's, it's where so do we stupid. start? How do you choke on something like that? <laughs> How do you choke on something like that? I, <laughs> now, we've all seen... Fortunately, I don't have to. Hulk and his Hogan... Uh, wrestling before. I think uh, if he was packing a thermos, I think we'd all ha- would have seen it in the ring. This sort of uh, tights that are being worn. Hogan in, 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 in WWF. Yeah. In WWE. Uh, I'm going to images here, and you know, I'm looking for like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, these ones from the 80s. <laughs> looks like we might be throwing some meat around. But, I mean, it's like, how do you really tell? I mean, uh, of course not. I never really gave it much thought either. Um, yeah, the Hulk. I, you know, I, the thing that really stuck out to me through this whole trial and process, and I asked Dino about it, is uh, how is the Hulkster um, getting to wear a do-rag? <laughs> I know. And... He's he's pro- probably the, f- the first guy in a court with a do rag to win a trial. Yeah, oh my god, that's fantastic! If you know what I'm saying. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I love that he's carrying this persona into the courtroom. <laughs> I don't know if the do rag is just a persona thing, or if the do rag is just. Well, it's got to be right. I mean, what else would it be? I mean, he's had that do rag on for 25 years. It can only be that he's, you know, he's got no hair and he's very vain about it. And whatever, that's fine. But you know, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if Michael Vick would have gone to the court and said, "Hey, I want to wear a do rag," and here's the reasons why they would have given him that, you know, that opportunity. I'm like, take the do rag off and get your act together. I think it's fair. I mean, I haven't. I've yet to see the video. I, I mean, I never saw it when it came out, and I haven't seen it yet. But uh, the reality is, is if it was a private moment, and uh, you know, people need to be careful with that kind of stuff. I oh, mean, yeah. Aaron Andrews, the verdict proved it last week. Is that Aaron Andrews deserved? Oh, she, can you she hear deserved me? every dime she can okay. get. And honestly, Hogan One, two, deserves a lot of this as well. Right. Yeah. I think Aaron Andrews probably deserves more because well, she was so, she so was, was taped without her now. Supposedly. Uh, uh, which is 
No, no, I thought no, he, he I not. thought he knew he, he was being taken. He did not. So he is that accurate? Bubba oh. had always asked him, you know, real or not, um, or you know, serious or not. Had always wanted Hulk to have sex with his wife, and he was. He even made yeah. those comments on Howard Stern with uh, Howard, and but yeah, and, and y'all yeah, think he's joking. He's offered to Howard. Apparently right? not. So one night Hogan takes him up on it. Yeah, and so he apparently he's pretty serious. Does this, and I I I believe he didn't know he was being taped, and Bubba leaked the tape, and so I think, I mean I don't think it's it's provable that he did, but Gawker ran with it, and so they they were being sued, obviously. So yeah. That's how we got his money, but. All right. So my question is: Is why is Bubba the love sponge not being prosecuted for this, or his wife? Because they're the ones that could have got it. Yeah. Pro- I I I gotta figure it's unprovable. I mean, you can prove that Gawker yeah. publicized this and, and 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 ran with this, but you can't prove maybe how they got it. Yeah. Who spit it out? Yeah. Yeah, so um, we're, yeah, so we're in better shape now. Aaron Andrews, get all the money you can. That's good. Um, Hulk, yeah, honestly, get what you can, you can get. Fuck Gawker. You know, I, I think he just got another $25 million um, for punitive damages or something like that. Yeah, yeah there were some punitive yeah, so damages that were awarded, like 25, 25 million. So the Hulkster's going to retire well. Yeah. Now, so the Hulkster's going to retire money. well. Because of his divorce and his kids' situations and his back, his uh, I think he's got all sorts of health issues. Wouldn't sh- yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all um, if he needed the money. So good for him. I mean, uh, so he's what going to be close <laughs> to the majority owner of Gawker. Yeah, I'm sure that's what he wants. Um, Gawker, Gawker, value of Gawker Media. Let's guess this one. Uh, bunch of websites including Lifehacker and some other ones valuation like you were saying before value is different than how much you know I mean it's the valuation is different right, yeah. than the worth actually but what it's worth right yeah I've got them I mean yeah, I, I would mean, say less than 100 but you're saying more so I'll, I'll say 175 okay uh, and I said it was like okay uh, and I said it was like like three hundred or four hundred million somewhere in there. It's a the the wow. open market valuation is around two hundred fifty million, and that's as of January two thousand fifteen. Yeah. So, um, I mean, could it have gone up a little? Sure. Could it have gone down a little? Sure. I don't think much more than that. So I think two fifty is probably a fair number. Um, Six point seven million in profit on forty five million in revenue uh, in two thousand fourteen. So. You know, yeah. I mean, five times five times sales is typically, you know, it's definitely a uh, methodology that's used. Uh, Six point seven million in profit on two hundred fifty million dollar valuation does not sound good to me. Um, whatever. But you know, whatever they're making money. Yeah, they're making money, and now Hulk's gonna make money. That's awesome. Yeah, go Hulk. Though I'm good with that. Yeah. So. All right, so <laughs> the other thing that happened uh, uh, this week is that um, Cuba. Yeah, Cuba. Barack went to Cuba. Yeah, and Cuba. And I think they're, I think Major League Baseball is going to have a, a game down there, right? Correct. 
So Cuba Correct. is in the news. And Cuba is the theme of our What Are They Worth game. And now, let's play the How Much Are They Worth game. All right, so I hope Tony <laughs> Montana see. is part of this. All right, I have my paper handy. All right. I've got All right, I have my paper handy. I've got the... I've got this piece of paper uh, down at the bar, and it's got all this stuff written on it. I mean, all these names. Daniel Day-Lewis, Kate Winslet, Clancy Brown, Susan Sarandon, Tim Robbins, Tina Fey, Adam Sandler, Rambo. Rambo. So I, I'm going to scribble in a corner here, so let's, uh, let's, this week, let's get it on. Cuba, so the people on our list all are of Cuban descent. I was hoping like Cuba Gooding. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, you're back. Well, let's let's get into it. Me? Let's get into yeah. it. We have yeah. all kinds of people I, we can what I was, include. Yeah. The first one. Okay. Yeah. Guy who, the first time yeah. I saw him, I did not think he was Cuban. I thought he was Italian. And for a decade after this, I would punch you in the face if you said otherwise, because he was very Italian in, the, in in the movie I saw him in. And that is Andy Garcia, who I saw for the first time in The Untouchables. Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia. One of our one of our more underrated actors, by the way. Yeah. So he was in The Untouchables and Godfather Three. I'm a fan. In both cases, to me, looked like the poster child for Sicilian Italy with the widow's peak and everything. Right. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely got it. He's got it, but uh, he's been, he's had a had pretty stealthily nice He hasn't career. really carried a lot of movies. A few here and there, but, hmm. Um, uh, I think he's quietly I'm, uh, done a good job. I hate job, the quiet right? ones, man. So, the quiet ones always kill me. Andre, his name, the quiet ones are... They're tough, and he's you know he's been married to the same person since 1982. Shit, which I'm gonna put him filmography. The lonely guy. Oh, I think I'm high on this. I think I'm the lonely guy. This. No, I'm I'm changing my answer before I even say it. Okay, I, I think he's by the way that again. Okay, I, I think he's by the way that again. One of, one of my older like noir type films that I really enjoyed. All right. I recommend you go back and watch that one. I'm gonna recommend Who's you go back and watch that one. Dead again. So he's in it, obviously. Uh, so he's in it, obviously. Uh, Kenneth Branagh and Emma, Emma Thompson. Robin Williams was in it as well. It's a. They keep coming back and It's one of those like they keep coming back and they in in the next life, you know, and things keep happening. Bad I don't thing. think I've ever seen it. I'll have to add that to my list. Ninety-one August. Ninety-one. All right, give me your number. Take it back. Numbers. All right, I've got a number on Andy. Shit. I've got 60, and I was way higher oh than that before. Oh, my God. I know. Wow. I'm not – remember, oh, I'm not very Ocean's good at this 11. game. You're the, the master of this game, I think. But he was one Terry of the Benedict to roll in Ocean's 11. How much money did he make in that movie? Ocean's 13, Ocean's 12. All right. He's had just a long, the net long worth career. That's it. One Andy Garcia of Cuban descent. Twenty million dollars. All right, so you win. All right, so I'm. 
Asshole. Plus one for me. Next one. Next victim up. The uh, Latina star of the 1980s, uh, Gloria Estefan. So, uh, you know, when we have Michelle on, it's too bad she's not on because she is has always found it comical <laughs> how much I hate uh, I think, Stefan. I think like, you're I mean, right loathe, to not loathe that music, loathe the personality, the, you know, the whole the persona, it just, it's just all makes me want to vomit. Um, but with that said, there is no question that she has had a, a very, very long and productive career. But now on the flip side of that, I know. Has she done at anything recently? IMDb, right? she's got some decent credits in uh, movies and stuff. Yeah, I'm looking. She's playing herself a lot in some of these. Mm, I'm on. thinking. She's uh, sold a lot of albums. I know. I mean, she's, sell, she's sold a lot of albums. There's no question. Right? A lot of people have fucking terrible taste in music. That kind of five words makes me want to vomit. Okay. Rhythm um, is going to get you. <laughs> rhythm is going to get you. Yes. Tonight. Uh, I got uh, okay, she I got to I have well before, you know, when album sa- album album sales mail, yeah, when, when they made a difference. When albums were real, um, right? Tours yeah. forever. The whole Latin market that we don't know anything about. Exactly. That's, that's Fuck. The I mean, yeah. exactly. That's that's the kicker. That's the kicker. All right. My number, you have a number? I'm going to go with her. I'm going to go 35 million. And guess where I'm coming out the gate? You Same as Andy Garcia, thirty million. I don't like it when we're so close. I hope it's like twenty-nine. Bastard. No, I don't. It makes me nervous. Glorious. Sweating a little bit. Okay. Um. This is a new record for us. Gloria Stefan. We are like way off, aren't we? The darling of 1980s Latin rock, who's apparently. Uh, a singer, songwriter, producer, actress, and entrepreneur oh, has shit. a network. Didn't go for that uh, songwriter stuff. This is, and producer. this is by far a world record whiff for both of us. Five hundred million dollars. <laughs> Are you fucking what? kidding me? What? Okay, maybe we should amend this okay, to I'm say this is what we think they should 500. be worth. Five <laughs> hundred million dollars. Five hundred. That's okay. From our game, that's more than Stephen King. Yes, that's, that's way more, more than. It's more than the, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, uh, Martin Scorsese. It's way more than. What? Holy cow! I am just. I am. I refuse to believe this. What the hell? I could believe a hundred because we didn't. We don't know that her. Uh, her market, but oh my god! I think that's not knowing the market, right? That. I think that's not knowing yeah. the market, right? That uh, the Latin market, and she's like, she is like the you know the mayor, the de facto queen of so Miami, we, right? We, um, I win because I was closer, but I was four hundred and sixty-five million. You were closer, million yeah. Off. I mean, all right. Well, maybe we should go back and listen to that Miami Sound Machine a little bit more. God. All right, let's see where we're missing. Next is a fun one. All right, let's move on from Gloria before I puke. Get closer to Mister. Well, he's a twin. He's he's one of twins. Jose Canseco. Oh, I like it. 
He was one of the Bash brothers, made tons of money playing baseball, but I can't believe he saved a lot of that money, right? I can't either. I mean, he's in. He's been doing like, yeah, celebrity boxing, like MMA stuff lately. I can't believe he has any money. Did he invest it? Does he have homes? All right, I've got a number. He might have some of that stuff left over, but I have a feeling he lost some of it. I mean, I'm not. No, I'm not going to. He had that big on this one because I know his career. He told the truth on steroids and baseball. Um. Yeah. All right, what's your number? I got mine. Five million. I've got 20. Five million. I think you're way closer. could be somewhere. I'm hoping he has, like, some tied up in real estate. You know, he's not liquid, but he's, he's got it somewhere. I don't know. I don't feel strong about this one. All right, Jose. Might be a negative number. Might that be a negative number. At all. Ah, what'd you say? Five? Five, yeah. Jose Canseco Five. is a yeah. Cuban-born, retired American baseball player who has a net worth of 500000 Wow, that is really bad for all the money he made. You know, I originally started at yeah. 10, but then I yeah. started thinking, I think he had a bankruptcy, I th- you know. Damn, I thought. Uh, poor guy. All that, all that money he made, and he just... Oh, yeah. But he was like... He lived that extravagant lifestyle, right? He was not... Like, he was the complete opposite, opposite of Marshawn Lynch, who, uh, you know, outside of his first contract, the, the balance of the rest of his contracts, he made $49 million, and he didn't spend one penny of it. And now he's 29 years old. He has, yep. basically has $50 million in the bank, and he's retired. And I read another story about how there's a guy who's got got a hundred million dollar contract in basketball right now and drives like a 1998 Chevy blazer that he got while he was in college. And it's, it's all those guys on the Spurs because like Tim, uh, Tim Duncan. And I just read an article on this, how he like coaches them on how to spend their frequent flyer miles and when to maximize opportunities on that. And I'm like, Tim Duncan, who's worth probably, well, we'll save it for another day, but I'm going to guess a couple hundred million at least. Is, is really fucking well, worried about yeah. frequent it, flyer miles. And, you know, uh, but it, it shows yeah, it shows a maturity that the a lot of guy you're talking about have, is right? Kawhi Leonard. Jose Canseco yeah, is the complete a budding opposite. superstar. He's definitely a star. Um, yeah, he drives like a 98 Chevy Tahoe or something. Yeah. 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 And he just got a $96 million yeah. contract or something like that's that. So that's pretty, All right. it's a pretty good amount of money. Yeah, I mean that's smart. Oh, All right, yeah. Jose. So I get I get a plus yeah. one for that. Let me that's uh two pause two to one right now. Get a beer. Hang on. Sounds good. I must say the Guinness uh, cans with the little nitro case, little uh, little thing in there, not bad. A little pump. It's not. It's not the same as from no. a tap, but it works. Well, they do what they can. Yeah. Now, I mean, the tap is always going to be the best place to be. Fun. All right, let me see with this. All right, are you ready? This is one where we should have had yep, Chris Ruffalo on, or even Rob Nash, but Ruffalo for sure. Okay. Because this one, we're going with a little guy by the name of Pitbull, also known as, well, his real name is Armando Christian Perez, or Perez, but... We, Chris Ruffalo Jr. Yeah, Chris Ruffalo. Or Chris Ruffalo Jr. Um, Chris Ruffalo Miami. Quinn, yeah. yeah. 
Chris, Chris Ruffalo, Miami version. This guy, I don't know, man. He is. He's a money printing machine. Yeah, he uh, he. He's a money printing machine. Miami and the Latin sound, and I mean, he he's behind every everything down there. He's behind. He produces everything. Yeah, and he's like the male version of Gloria. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like Apparently. the male version of Gloria Stefan. Uh, so no, there's definitely he's got some game, but he's only he's only been really big. I don't know what for ten years, twelve years, something like that. Uh, his first recorded mainstream performance was a solo track from Lil John's 2002 album. All right, so he's only been around for yeah, say call it ten years. I'd say this cat's done pretty well. I know. I'd say this cat's done pretty he's well. Got a, he's got his I think it's a Ruffalo fingers look. and everything, too. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's no dummy. Yeah, he's, um, he's, uh, he's no dummy. Um, I expected him to be kind of a mope, or not a mope, but an idiot. And he is an he idiot in, in that, if you listen ago, to him, he, he just has these stupid platitudes and these little rhyming phrases that he thinks mean something and they don't. Right. But behind that, I, yeah, I think he right. he's smart enough to capitalize on what he's done yeah no i think he has he's, uh, yeah no i think he has and he's uh he's got uh i've got he's got some chops my number is so i've got a number 250 million and i'm afraid i'm like 50 million well i'm very light because i'm at 110 well i'm then i'm very light because i'm at 110 now you're million. thinking about it so, uh, I think we're both thinking about it, but you know what? You can't get that horse back in that this barn, buddy. Is another case where we are out of our element. I don't know. I don't know what this guy does. I've never. I don't. I couldn't name anything he's ever done, but I know he exists. The fireball song. Everybody knows that. <laughs> the, the fireball song. Everybody knows that. All right. Fireball. What is it? Oh, pleasantly surprised. Pitbull is a Cuban-American rapper and songwriter who has a net worth of $65 million. Okay, so I'm closer. I, I overestimate it. I okay, think so I just I'm bought closer. into his persona. I, I overestimate God damn it. it. Well, I mean, and I think Gloria Stefan. Yeah, so. well, I mean, and I think Gloria Stefan. You're up three to song. one. I can't win. No. Fuck. You got no, Garcia, Canseco, and Yeah, it is 3 one Yes. Well, I'll try to make it respectable. If I, uh, if I nail it exactly, I'm going to give myself a bonus point and we'll tie. But we won't. All right. Finally, and you sort of uh, hit on this in, in the intro. Um, he's not Cuban, but he is Cuba. Cuba Gooding Jr., I did, man. I nailed that one. Yeah, I knew it was it. coming. It's too, by the way, it's too fun. I have not watched any of by that the show, by the way. That, I have not either. Dina's watching it, but, uh, I mean, we lived it. So, to me, it's like, eh, I don't really want to go through it again. Um, but the people who are watching it say it's fantastic, and it really does give a good inside look at what was going on during that time. So, I mean, I guess in that respect, it might be interesting. But, I know. you know, I'm so played out with the OJ stuff I was – Ten years ago, I don't didn't want to no, hear any more about it then, so I, I just can't go back. 
Um, I will say this, Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, Jerry Maguire is one of those performances that oh, yeah. will live He's on great. in eternity. And his and his speech and his speech at the Academy Awards is also one that will be forever remembered. Hundreds of years from now, you know, when they're doing the Academy Awards twenty two ten, they will be talking about Cuba Gooding Jr. and, and him showing raw emotion on he's stage when he great. got when he won the he, uh, he supporting did so actor much award, good which stuff he richly deserved. But this is a guy who it it appears he left his career in the 1990s like late 90s, yeah. he he didn't translate to the late 90s over the millennium. Yeah, i don't know what seen. happened to this guy look at look at this early on roster coming to look at look at this early on roster coming to america he was getting a haircut in the haircut shop right um but quickly after 3 years later boys in the hood uh next year a few good men um blown away which was a jeff bridges movie that was good uh outbreak Losing Isaiah, Jerry Maguire, as good as it no, gets. He, what Dreams May yeah. Come, which wasn't a yeah. great movie, but it was a big movie, right? Um, and then, like, around 2000, it just seems to go a little sideways. Rat Race was kind of funny, but that was 2001. Yeah, Radio, 2003, that was a big movie. No, not good. I mean, it's just a Daddy Day Cam. Listen, there's from 2007 to 2013, there are like, I'm not kidding you now, oh, yeah. like 15 directed to DVD movies. What happened to this guy? Which like, is incredible. He obviously um, had talent. I don't know where, where, when. I don't know. It's kind of frustrating because I really, I mean, I really dig the guy. Every time I see him in something, I'm always like, I like him, you know? He's got, uh, he's got a good vibe about him. Um, so I don't know what happened. It's kind of interesting, you know. Uh, maybe we ought to try and get him on. Well, so he's going to be known for Jerry Maguire and right. then this O.J. Simpson uh, crime story. Probably. This O.J. thing might yeah. do him, get him back and, you know. He's been around for a while, but I don't know. I'm going to give him a small number, I think. I've got mine. All right, what's your number? <laughs> 30 million. I swung low. I got three at 30. Mr. Cuba. Don't call me Cuba Gooding Jr. He is. Oh, damn it. He. His net worth is 15 million. Damn it. Third, I said 13. He, it's Wait 15. a minute. What did you say it was? Had I nailed oh, it. Oh, you could have got two tied. points for that. Oh, that was close. Three to Thank two. God. Mike wins again. You son of a bitch. That's that's disappointing. <laughs> yes. Well, for you. Not for All right. Um, <laughs> well, so let's do this next week. Yeah. If you're available. And... Yeah, definitely. there's a let's call it yeah. a fifty-fifty chance of the return of Michelle Riley. We would like to see Michelle back in action. Uh, yeah, it's been a uh, long hiatus for her. It's it's time for her to come back. She, she would have been on tonight, of the, but, uh, the, the roost. You know, life happens. Yes, life gets in the way, but uh, we'll be. We'll 
Yes, life gets in the way, but uh, we'll be we'll be happy to have her back when she's firmly back in place. And uh, oh, I, I'm I excited to get her involved in yeah. the Networth game because I think I, know. I think she'll, she'll and I think she'll be good <laughs> so, at it. And, and I need I need some competition. Yeah, we uh, so we'll get Michelle on as soon as possible. We'll bring Ruff back when he's back from spring training. Um, we're gonna need an update on that. I know we're gonna need an update. Timmer on wants that. to get on. Yeah, I told him any any time is fine. And then I want to yep. do some uh, some larger uh, sort of in-depth uh, movie reviews or movie-oriented uh, uh, podcasts. So we'll do a couple of those sometime soon. Oh, and we, we have to do a um, an update, a recap of vinyl. We haven't touched on that in, I don't know, three weeks. And it's yeah. been – this last episode was a little haywire. Um like, uh, you know, we were watching it, and the comment from the other side of the bed was, this is really <laughs> starting awesome. to make me nervous watching this, right? Like, it's yeah. like it's really happening. But, I mean, I guess that's good TV, or it's good, you know, good uh, entertainment. But I think it was almost well, like so I don't want to get into he's got to slow down this pace. That was the one thing that's been in the back of my mind the last couple episodes is, who on this show is likable? Who is... Who, who are we rooting for? Who's good? Because everyone's bad. Everyone is a piece of shit. Were we rooting for anybody in Goodfellas? Were we rooting in for anybody Goodfellas in Goodfellas? Or Boardwalk? Oh, hello. Oh, you're Down back. Okay. Um, hello. Down Goodfellas me. or, 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 or okay. um, You know, are we... Oh, um... Either. Who are we rooting for in these types of... Either dramas good or fellas, I movies. think you were behind. Um, um, I mean, Henry Hill. Henry Hill. But you're behind him for all the wrong reasons. Henry Hill. Yeah. But you're behind yeah. him for all the wrong reasons. He's a fucking animal, right? Um, you have to like. I mean, when I watch these movies, and, and you know, I tend to get into that categorization game of mm-hmm. you know who who's the protagonist, who's the antagonist, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Um, and so, sometimes you just gotta walk away from a movie, and even though you're like, "Yeah, he get," you know, look at Henry did it in the end, or you know, this happened in the end, or God, I really wish he would have got away. You don't. They're animals, right? I mean, they're they're bad people doing bad shit, uh, and we love it from an entertainment perspective. But you know, in a lot of these shows, well, yeah, there I, are no compelling. A lot characters. of times, it's not. I mean, they're compelling, who but they're is not the best. It's good, who's the they're not least good bad, people. and. So you, you rooted for Henry Hill because he wasn't quite as crazy as a couple of the guys. But uh, in yeah. Boardwalk, the first two right. seasons, you were behind Jimmy. You wanted to see Jimmy do well. Yeah. And then he died. <laughs> and, yeah. But at the time he died, right. even he was, though he was, yeah, they, he was killed by Lucky. Him on the beach. Uh, lucky. Nucky. Um, uh, Nucky. You would kind of your allegiances had kind of shifted to you wanted to see Nucky do well because he he had done bad for a little while. He, he hadn't been on top for a while, so you wanted to see him come back up, even though he was a bad guy. But, yeah, in in uh, in vinyl, I can't find that guy yet. I mean, I guess it's, it's Richie Finestra, but the dude's a maniac. I mean, he's on your list of bad, you know, guys who do bad. Um He's right at the top. He he's not like this, he's this the, guy's right you know, at the top, the, right? The lesser of two evils. He's the evilest. 
So I don't know. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's, it's I, I'm kind of anxious to see how this. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's, I, it's I'm kind of anxious to see how this is going to play out, right? And, and I. I know that this last episode was just a knee buckler to set the stage, right? So I, I do think that it'll calm down. Yeah. I just hope he calms down quickly because it's it's yeah, the pace is too frenetic. It's uh, and I mean it's Scorsese, so he's gonna you know it's gonna calm down. It's gonna roll it. It's gonna you know it's gathered steam. Now he'll slow it down a bit. This next episode will probably be dialed back from yeah. you know 30 down to like six right and we'll all feel a little bit more comfortable watching it um but it's you know there's no yep. question that they're going for broke well, uh, on this one all right we'll we'll touch on that in depth sometime soon and uh um i still say billions is worth watching and i still have to jump on it when i have you know a spare 10 seconds. and i still have to jump on it when i have you know a spare 10 seconds binge watching catch up type of deal but uh, no, be good. it's still holding my interest sure. fairly. No, that would be good. When you get to the end, I'm going to want not a recap. Well, uh, <laughs> when you get to the end, I'm going to want not a yeah. recap, but I'm going to want your oh, yeah. full disclosure. No, that, that's, that's, do that's I make this worth idea. my time? You know, I mean, it might be worth my time just for the Paul Like Giamatti I said, he's good, take. but it's like he's uh, doing his best Paul Giamatti impression. You know, it's. Paul Giamatti turned up to 11, uh, which is yeah. fine, but for the whole series, I don't know what to see. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll All right. it'll well, be interesting to let's, see. Let's uh, wrap it up until next week. Um, have a good spring break or staycation or whatever you're doing. And, uh, it's called work. It's called work. Well, work. the kids, yeah, I guess. It's called work. And, I'll have an update on uh, yeah, the, kids will have fun. the infusion of metal into uh, the O'Neills this week. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how that's going. So uh, yeah. we'll have to touch on that. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how that's going. So uh, we'll have to touch on yeah. that. And we did not touch on Sasha Baron Cohen tonight, but I'd like to get on that next week. Uh, let's 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 do Maybe a solid over 10 the minutes weekend. On, on one of us can see finest. that too. That would be ideal. <laughs> that would be <laughs> ideal. But, you know, seeing right, movies yeah. in our house is... Next all right, well, story, so. and, until next week, um, uh, all right. we'll say... I'm signing off. Slancha. Slancha. Yeah. Later. Slancha, have a good night, bud. Later. Please follow us on Twitter at Irish Pubcast.
just went upon the holy boat The only cry you get is a slap in the ear Well, I'll be fucked to lock and burst your filthy mug If you drop one more shot, I'll give me beer Drop one more shot again. 